We're sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast, but we have breaking news. But, before we begin our broadcast, I'd like to warn all those listening that some of what you might hear will be unsuitable for, uh, people who have not completed Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS4? Anyway, we'll be going live to Matthew Dergish, who is on location on Earth 1048. Alright, ladies and germs of Earth 616, it seems like an average day for the Spider-Man of Earth 1048, aka PlayStation 4 Spider-Man. But make no mistake, this is a day that will live in infamy. The terrifying and terrible tarantula was tearing up the city, committing heinous acts of larceny and terror! Just as our intrepid hero is about to best the villain of the hour, did a certain character of Cephalopodian persuasion burst through the walls of reality, foiling the heroics? Between some banter and bravado, both of our spider's men find common ground. The superior interloper shares an identity with the younger hero's recently incarcerated mentor. Yet, together, they decide to put away their newly shared foe, who is also of an eight-legged persuasion. But could more danger be lurking across the multiverse bound to the spider totem? Stay tuned to hear more as Spider-Gen continues. about Spider-Gen number zero brought to you by Christos Gage, the author, and Clayton Crane, the artist, <laughs> as stated. I like, like the, the sound of indignation in your voice from the artist. I mean, he colored inked or he penciled inked and, and colored it. So, I mean, yeah, the artist. I mean, I severely doubt he actually penciled that this is clearly just digital art, which is not to say just digital art, but to say well, that, you know, he just did it all digitally and then did the color too, which is amazing, but it wasn't like a three-step process. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, this is clearly digital art. Um, so, yeah, this is this is the start of Spider-Geddon, the anticipated question mark sequel to... <laughs> Uh, Spider-Verse, Dan Slott's one of his magnum opus, which defeats the whole purpose of, you know, using the phrase magnum opus, but whatever. Well, that's you using that term. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we'll call this a take two on the Spider-Verse concept. I think that's how I'm going to look at it. I know you're much hotter on Spider-Verse than I am. Um, right. Which is weird for someone who's on a Spider-Man podcast to not enjoy a celebration of all the weird 
spider apocrypha from across the years because that's all spider-verse was really i will disagree with that because I, I i think that's what we were promised i think that's how it would it looks on paper but the story we got specifically the story titled spider-verse uh wasn't that now like some of the the tie-ins yeah totally like i loved i loved scarlet spiders i loved the the web of anthology i think that's what it was called um yeah. you know the the one or the team up the one the one that had miles going to the 60s animated universe that one was really fun um yeah, that, see, that's all the stuff that I love about it. And yeah, the the actual plot may have not been the strongest, and mm-hmm. the more loon angle may have not been the tightest. But it, it was really an excuse for us to get all that crazy stuff with like the uh, hostess fruit pie Spider Man or Spider Ham coming in or making Spider Gwen part of a, a larger deal and bringing Miles and her together. Like all that crazy stuff was just the fun of just taking all these weird ideas that have this very central thread and smashing it together right i just i just kind of wish that was more present in the main title and less dependent on like the auxiliary books but anyway let's 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 move on (laughs) so so you know now that the readers have an understanding of where we were with spider verse we can move into spider geddon um which i think we have a more similar take to right i mean when i first picked up this comic and i was driving home i was i was sitting there thinking about my spider-man comics like you know a grown man does and uh i can relate (laughs) and just wondering like you know i wonder why they went with issue zero rather than issue one and then after i read it it was oh that's why because this had seemingly nothing to do with the spider-geddon story uh, so we get two two stories in here. The main story really is just an introduction to the comic book side of things for the brand new video game Spider-Man. As far as the story for that goes, I mean, it's it's there's not really like there there are happenings but i wouldn't call it a story there's not like a definite beginning middle ends there's not not, not a rising action it's your standard team up with the superior spider-man doc ock and i i i don't know it was it was pretty underwhelming what what did you think about this main story I mean, I didn't think much of it, but I think you might be being a bit harsh. I mean, there is a beginning, middle, and end. It's not much of anything. There's a beginning in that there's a problem in that the tarantula is stealing things, which is bad. And then our hero comes in to try to deal with it, and he's flummoxed by... They make a big deal of pointing out a lot of the gadgets that the Spider-Man has that's part of the game that I guess is some way to try to separate him from the million other Peter Parker Spider-Men that are basically the same and that becomes something of a contrivance but then yeah it's just him and superior team up and there's a lot of talk because i mean obviously superior spider-man is otto and this talk about otto being such an influence on peter grabs him in an interesting way and creates something of a bond between these two characters that i imagine is going to carry through as we continue through spider again but to me it's not much of a hook i 
you know, I, I don't particularly care. I don't particularly care about this video game Spider-Man coming into Spider-Geddon because he's a degree separated from, you know, normal Spider-Man, basically. And I still, this is something that bugged me throughout the game that's carried through here is... I understand Otto's a bigger influence on this Spider-Man, but the fact that after everything he goes through in the game, the fact that he's still wearing this costume at this point that Otto made for him is off to me. It, it seems a bit bizarre. I don't know if that hit you at all. You know, no, I, I didn't really think about... Oh, no, I think I did... I, no, I don't really think I thought about that. Um, You know, in my head, he would be wearing the like the anti-octopus suit at from the end of the game i think that's the official name because naming is hard um right <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to make you spit take <laughs> but um i you know he's wearing it for branding let's let's be honest uh let's let's be cynical for a second um <laughs> I think, well, I think this connection between the two is interesting, especially given uh, how important Peter and Otto's relationship was to the narrative of the, of the game. But there's clearly not going to be enough room in this big event for that to really play out unless that becomes like a key focus for the event, which I think would be strange because I imagine there's a big portion of people reading Spider-Man who don't own a PlayStation or maybe have not completed this game that didn't even come out a month ago. Um Right. Yeah, that is a certainly bizarre factor to this comic, which you can't normally attribute to too many comics. So that's a very peculiar note. Right. Um, so how do you feel about the art here? Um, I'm not super familiar with this artist. I, I think I've seen his work before. I, I want to say he he was the artist who did the uh, Toxin introduction comic of Venom oh. versus Carnage. I'm pretty sure he did uh, some of the carnage along the way as well. Yeah, so he, like, uh, let's see. Yes, yes, he was the artist for Venom versus Carnage. So, he, you know, uh, and, and, and like you said, he's also worked on a few of the Carnage titles and minis that have popped up between here and there. So... Not a complete, completely new face to the uh, to the Spider-Man oeuvre, but this comic has a lot of mechanically based characters. Mm -hmm. you, you know, with Tarantula having the metal arms, same with Superior and whatnot. This artist worked really well with the symbiotes because there's this oily liquid feel to the colors and that works really well with the symbiotes but with this mechanical stuff it looks off it makes everything looks very spindly um if i can right. you know yeah. use that word everything very thin uh very like long strains and i think that's just indicative of cranes like greater style um i i think i'm, I'm sussing out that you felt like it was m maybe a little bit of a miss miscast here uh to have his art appear um you know i think it is but i've never been a big fan it's not just this guy it's this style of using this art in comics i've never seen used in a way that i find satisfactory so it's really a lot of my personal taste bumping in here that i just don't think it's a fit no i i ever. also i also thought it was a strange fit um again similar to you it's also not really in my personal taste um, I, I could see why he was put on that Venom and Carnage title, but yeah, here, uh, it's just, you know, I would have, I would have preferred a different artist, but I, I would say that it's not technically bad. 
Um, I wouldn't, you know, everything seems to be well rendered. It's just not within my personal taste. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to throw this guy into the but clearly a talented artist. Mm. It's just not my thing. And here's this is the sort of art that if it was in some sort of weird like image book, you know, I could take it a lot better. But in my Spider Man, you know, I I want that kind of house style. I want that kind of certain look. Which is funny because there's a lot of artists I'm more okay with, but it's just it's just not my bag, man. Right. That's all yeah. this. Okay. Um so let's let's talk about the backup story a little bit because that that's the true spider getting zero here um i mean we were talking about not really a story before this is the part i'd say isn't really a story because about nothing happens well i mean i think that that's why it's a zero rather than number one all we really get is the introduction and kind of the answer to how did Morlin and the Morlins get out of their uh deus ex machina planet from uh spider-verse and the answer is they've been capturing these monitoring robots that the web warriors have been uh sending out to to kind of check in and see how things are going with with the the vampires and they've done super science on them to use them to travel through dimensions you know it's whatever um you just kind of have to accept at at some point when you're reading marvel comics that you just apply science at something and you get magical results we have long since moved past the idea of any sort of like semblance in reality or the idea of specializations or anything um yeah in like the pre-fantastic four era like well, I, I don't know if there ever was a time where that was the case. I, well, I, I still yeah. feel like it's a bit of a stretch to like, oh, well, because I've stockpiled all these robots, I can create a device that can jump through uh, different dimensions, which even in the Marvel Universe is still really high tech stuff. Like there's only a few ca- few different characters that have been able to create something to travel through space time sure yeah you're right it's just that's not where i want to draw my lines with my comics because it's just a plot device to make things move so that a story can happen right no yeah it it is nitpicky um especially for spider geddon man like (laughs) right it's just kind of what you're signing like you know it's nitpicky but there's there's so little actually happening in this I mean, what we can talk about are like the the character interactions. So we we do get to see the web warriors who we haven't seen in a few years. Um, Their hair has gotten longer. Uh, Spider-Man India has got rock and a man bun and a pretty intense beard. Yeah, the man bun feels odd. Yeah, well, uh, Mayday now has a little bit longer hair. Um, That's about it. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, so for uh, for an issue zero, you know, as far as like wetting my appetite for Spider Geddon, I feel like the Edge of Spider Geddon books did a little bit better of a job than uh than this issue did. And wh- how how do you feel? No, I agree with that. I think the most enticing page for me was just this splash that says, "In two weeks, Spider Geddon one, we see basically the Web Warriors uh glaring at some figures coming in, and that was the biggest thing for me." Right. So yeah, this issue really didn't move much of a needle for me. I don't know if it did much for anyone. And like you said, it's such an odd timing with the game that they want to bring this in. And it just feels like they could have used almost 
any other spider character and achieve something. The only real hook here that's unique is the auto connection. And they don't really play on that too much. So uh, it means there's not much to chew on here. Right. Well, if you give me a letter grade, what would you give this? C. I was Yeah, I was also going to go with the C minus. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not like ultimately just unoffensive, but um, strikingly mediocre. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so like you said, though, uh, Spider-Gen has been a complete buzz so far. I found some of the edge of the Spider-Gen stuff pretty interesting. But overall, it's hard to avoid the fact that a lot of those are rehashes from Spider-Verse rather than just being fun new takes. And that kind of puts a dour on what's going on so far. Whereas I wish they were just using it as an excuse to tell more fun stories using the spider as a general theme and then doing a bunch of crazy stuff with it instead of just trying to rehash the past. Yeah, well, you know, it does not bode well that we're already talking about this being a rehash of what has already happened. And we are technically zero issues into the series. (laughs) That's true, but I am excited, and I think, you know, maybe this auto-connection will have more. Using my predictive powers of what came in through previews, we're looking at a new Superior Spider-Man run. Right. So, So, yeah, again, this will be a auto-heavy run and i mean it's also taking over literally all of the spider books are either ending or changing their title or what have you except for amazing amazing is getting to sit in its own corner but wasn't spectacular getting to basically just continue as well spectacular is getting a new uh new creative team and (laughs) we have not seen if it's going to be continuing past spider again or not I mean, probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, it, it's just, I, I, you know, it, it depends. Uh, I, I'd bet a wheat cake on it. You bet a wheat cake on it? All right. Uh, I'll see that wheat cake, and I guess we'll find out next month when solicits hit. All right. All right. Well, um, if you guys want to hear more of our discussion on Spider-Geddon, you can always check out that Patreon feed. $3.99 a month gets you access to our B-Title Reviews where we will be talking about all of the Spider-Geddon books uh, on a bi-weekly basis. That is the twice, or that's the every two weeks bi-weekly, not the twice in a week bi-weekly. Yeah. Yeah. As always, you can listen. uh, You can listen here on the main show. We will be continuing through Slingers Month. Yeah. And Whoa. we will also be dropping these Spider-Geddon mini-episodes as, as Spider-Geddon continues on. So if you just want to listen to the, the main Spider-Geddon feed, then it'll be coming in where you've already been getting it. If you want to listen to the rest, check out that Patreon. And until then, make mine untold. <laughs>